So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like, um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. You have like a, you have like a cheeky little grin uh, on your face. I don't face. know why I started laughing. I remembered, I remembered <laughs> so my funny. introduction from earlier. That's why. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. So we had a pretty eventful, we're in the middle of a pretty eventful couple of weeks. Aren't I we? mean, this is Killbilly season, man. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like Irish everything, so that's us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, it it's great, you know, once a year, it's kind of like uh, Killbilly's Christmas, you know, it's when we, it's, we're making hay while the sun shines, you know. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Get a ton of, uh, ton of awesome gigs. We played... Um, Twice at O'Shea's on yeah. Friday and Saturday, and um, then we also played the Irish Fest at Abaco. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. It was a it was a nice big crowd there. It was a good stage. You yeah, know, pro sound and everything. So it was good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, you were wrestling with it a little bit. There, oh, right? a little bit, a little bit. But it's fine. It's fine. I say that with a grin, but it was fine. Yeah, the. Um, Irish Fest has just been getting bigger and bigger. Oh man, it was so much fun, and there was so many people there that. Uh, that I recognized that were either, you know, friends or people that I've seen at other shows and stuff. So it was cool to see everybody there. Yeah. Um, the best part was I I took a selfie of us from the stage with everybody in the background. Oh, yeah. And I posted it. And then um, Spike. Spike. Yeah, yeah Spike yeah. commented on there. And he's like, he's like, oh, thanks for taking a picture of me. And I go, what? And then I zoomed in and he's like, there he is in his kilted glory all in the background there standing there. It's hilarious. It's so awesome. We have um, uh, Spike and Mike. Um, who are both sort of bearded, kilted Vikings that yeah, um, come man. and see our shows. And they, it, it's great, you know, only Kilbillies would have such interesting fans Absolutely. as Spike and Mike. Absolutely. Yeah, and no. I'm pretty sure they might be vampires too. Have you seen their canines, both of those guys? Yeah. They have and, like big old canines. Yeah, come to think of it, I don't know if I've ever seen them in the daytime. It's always been at night. It's always been at night, so, you know, it's possible. Yeah. That's possible. Spike and Mike, if you're listening, <laughs> I, uh, how's it going? Yeah. Thanks for all of the support over the years. Yeah. We very much. It was definitely it. a weird, uh, a weird gig weekend. We had the the girl at because uh, we played once. One, we played Friday night inside of O'Shea's, and Saturday we played at the outside stage at the Irish Fest at O'Shea's. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Friday we were playing like I mean it's Irish times right now. You know, it's St. Patrick's time, so we were playing predominantly Irish music. And yeah. There was that one drunk girl that came up, and she's like, play zombie. And we're like, we, we don't play that. And, oh, play zombie. Well, here's the thing. It is only four chords, and we probably could have done some kind of version of it. I know most of the words, but it's – I just didn't want it. It's like it's, yodeling that chorus and everything. For, I would just it's sound just, like an well, idiot. Well, it's not, it's not 
very it's not a very Kilbilly song, you know. Like it doesn't really fit with all the rest of the stuff we do, really. It doesn't. No. And 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 uh, but she just kept asking and asking and asking. And at one point she we we broke down and said, Okay, fine, we'll do it. And then she got up on the stage. So we're like, Nope, you gotta get off stage and we're not playing it. I know. I, I sort of rather <laughs> out of character, I uh yeah. I, I really told her where to go, didn't I? Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> she kinda needed that. And then she uh, and then she came back later in the evening and then uh Carly, Ty's uh, sister, uh, we handed her a chair because you had just done the hurdy-gurdy, yeah. and she was going to go put it back at the table for us, and then she just stood there, and I'm like, oh, Carly, it's fine. You can just leave the chair there. I thought maybe she was like, I don't know, she didn't want to move it or something, and she goes, no, no, I'm just standing here for a moment, and then I realized it's because that girl was coming back to, towards the stairs, oh, so Carly yeah. was protecting us. She was standing at the stairs. She's Aww, like, she, awesome. Yeah, she's like, I'm ready to cut a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she wasn't like a mean person, I don't think. No, and it no, really, no, honestly, no, no, is no, no. It, it's it's par for the course. No, what she we just do, had you know? she just had a few too many, and she wanted to hear zombie man. Did she ever? <laughs> you know, I think she would have been disappointed had we done our weird version of it. The thing about that song is, it's like light and shade. You know, it has like the quiet parts, then it kicks into the super loud part. No, no, no I, if, could, I could do a mean version of zombie. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we're going to have to play it this weekend. A hurdy-gurdy version of it. Oh, see, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we have Kantaro with us today. How's it going, man? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. very well. Thanks for coming and doing the podcast. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm super happy to be here. I've watched a couple of these um, and uh, just happy to have the opportunity to come nice talk to you guys. Oh, awesome. yeah. yeah. And you um, volunteered last year at the festival. Yeah, right? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great show. My favorite band was... Um, Sandman Sleeps or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Zach's band. Get they were awesome. Yeah, like, amazing. And then they, I followed them on social media and they like released an album or something and then they had the little like tiny vinyl player. I was like, that's genius. And like, yeah, totally. Um, They're really I, good. They, they really are sort of, in, they just have this feeling that like they're going to blow up, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, they're unique. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, they're unique and professional, and they look great. They have yeah. this, they have this kind of just general presence, which is just a little bit of a cut above most local people. You know, yeah, that's how I feel. Are, but where are they? Are they from here? Here, On Treasure Coast. Treasure okay, Coast. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. they were a little bit up north. Yeah, like I don't Fort see Pierce. them playing as often here they play respectable sometimes and yeah. they play propaganda sometimes and a couple yeah. other places um i think they've played down south a few times even like miami and yeah and like uh was it tough times down in deerfield and stuff yeah. i think i think they've played a few places down that way as well but they do travel a lot they yeah played that's how, orlando and tampa yeah that's how and, orlando and tampa was like the ones that i saw them like yeah. playing a lot i was like they they're up there a lot. Yeah, they're doing really well. They're playing a lot of places, and they um and they just do so well with their marketing. Their social media is all yeah. They're yeah, yeah. That's yeah. They're they're really dope. They're yeah. really, like I don't know if it's all Zach, but I'm I know he's involved in it quite a lot. But he's really good at all that. You know? Yeah. Well, I absolutely love that you went to Five Six One Music Festival and you saw Sam and Sleeps and you discovered them there. That's yeah. the point of the festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, yeah. They're awesome. They're awesome for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that was awesome. So how did you find yourself becoming interested in music? Did you have uh, musical parents? Did you have a supportive family in that way? Um, supportive family, yes. Uh, my dad played guitar, like, growing up. Um, he's, like, still plays in, like, bands and, nice. like, bars and stuff. Um, but I, like, fell in love with music. Um, I remember, honestly, like, remember a specific day. Like, it was a specific time. I was 13 years old. I went to Buzz Bake Sale 
don't know if uh, you guys. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Back when tickets were like it, so it was incredibly affordable. Thirteen bands for thirteen bucks. And when I moved yeah. here, the buzz still was a thing. Just yeah. I think I had like a couple of years before it disappeared. Where are you from? I'm English. I'm from. I was. Oh, okay, I was born nice. in London, um, but I've, I've been here since 2010. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like 13 years old. It was like my first concert that I went like by myself, and I saw Badfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they played like Santeria, and there's a video of me like on Facebook somewhere that my friend took, and I like crowd surf for like a minute and 30 seconds or something oh, wow. <laughs> like that. That's like awesome. I was crowd surfing the whole time because I was a tiny little guy. Yeah. And like yo, honestly, back then like there was a lot more like crowd surfing and like yep than now, you know. Um, and yeah, for sure, people were a little bit more. Um used to going to those kind of shows and everyone knew the protocol of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I um, think that maybe the pandemic's taken a little bit I of the wind the, out of those sales. The pandemic kind of broke the live show format, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting because it's like, I don't know if we're going to keep heading towards the direction of like being more strict and stuff or like, I mean, there definitely are some shows that I've seen now, but we used to like, because, all right, so like when I was 13 years old, I was watching them play Santeria. I was crowd surfing and I just like looked around and I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. Like, yeah, man, because it's like, everyone's having a good time. Like, mm-hmm. and, um, especially like, like I've been really going through it recently and like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Um, type beat. And, uh, yeah. like, I just think back to those moments and like when there's harder times, like if you have an artist, if you have a calling to be an artist, I think like the world needs artists. Cause like we're kind of the ones that like, ease the pain and like sure i don't know about you guys but it seems like there's more and more and more suffering in the world and i'm just like you know what like i'll do whatever it takes at this point because it's like i feel like it's like more of a calling thing music is therapy man exactly yeah yeah Yeah. you know for both the people who playing it and the people receiving it and the um you know i don't i I think the world has always been a pretty tough place but we definitely hear about it a great deal these days yeah everything's so connected yeah i think that's i think you're like spot on like but it's like we hear about it more, for, which I feel like causes more like anxiety amongst people. Cause yeah. It's like you're always like if you go on like Twitter and like it's there's just so much negative, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. And it's sure. weird how in, like humans like like gravitate towards negative, like negative stuff sells more, you yeah. know, like and like. We had Okeechobee Music Festival. Like, there was Okeechobee Music Festival that happened. I don't Did know, you play this... it this year? No, I didn't play it. Um, but right. I had some friends that played it, and, like, I'm so proud of them. Yeah, man. Um, shout out Rafiki. Um, <laughs> but uh, there, was a, there was, like, a supposedly a death. Um, and I heard about that. I, don't yeah. know, I only heard that there was one, supposedly, but I don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, it was, like, some guy, I think, drowned in the lake. I don't know if it's, like, I think it is confirmed they did, like, post about it but oh like the internet went crazy about the death and like yes there was and we need to talk about those i think it's really two sides of the story we need to talk about substance abuse and we need to talk about safety at festivals sure yeah but it just like that was all okeechobee was it was there was a death you know yeah. and it's like all over the internet and it's like it just destroyed the vibe of the whole yeah like, and it's like it's weird man like how like humans just gravitate towards like like even like my friends in my like Facebook groups, like they're they were like, Oh my god, did you hear? Like, did you hear? And it's like why are like like give the person like their space. Yeah, it's, it's really like, none of weird. anyone's business. It's, it's a terrible tragedy, you know. Yeah, like, that's yeah. that's kinda how I feel in a way, and it's like I don't know, I make it crap for it for saying it, but it's just like I don't know, we like we just also need to like 
Like, I just wish positivity sold yeah. more than negativity. Is yeah. really what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's no, kinda, absolutely right. It, it's kind of funny. I do, uh, so I do real estate photography, and I was shooting a house uh, or apartment this morning, a condo, a small condo, and uh, these two older women that are uh, sisters were living in there, and one of them actually asked me, we were talking about something, and she asked me, do I watch the news? And it's funny that you say, like, you know, the, the, the pot focus on the positive and not the negative, because my response to her was actually like, oh, no, I haven't heard that story. She says, don't you watch the news? And I said, no. I said, because the news is always negative. Yeah, they man. never come on the news and go, hey, look at this. This is amazing. They always come on and go, look at these 14 terrible things that happened. You know? look, they always have that, that, that one thing at the end of the, you know. The, the, one feel-good story. Yeah, and finally, it's the and finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, yeah look at this cute, fluffy panda. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll be like, and finally, 561 Music Festival is happening. <laughs> That's a good one. Can but hope, yeah. I mean, it's important to know about these things, and but I I try and limit my news intake to you know I when I get home from work I usually watch about I don't know I just catch up on it watch about sort of half an hour forty minutes of news related things and, and, and then you binge eight hours of Star Trek. I mean, if, <laughs> if there's eight hours of new Star Trek, I'm binging it. That's for sure. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. um how did you get into playing electronic music? And um, who were some of the artists that inspired yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I so, like, I grew up like a reggae kid and a rave kid, which is, like, really two different worlds. Yeah, so funny. A, but know, they're both dance. There is some crossover. They're both dance. Yeah. Like, it's both, like, literally, like, dubstep is 140, and so is, like, a lot of reggae. Oh, yeah, it's, like, exactly. Dubstep originated from, like, exactly. reggae. It's called dubstep yeah, for the exactly, little bit. Yeah. yeah, from dub. And, um... So I grew up like going to reggae shows at the Culture Room and like watching the Supervillains like a thousand times, yeah, um, which was so fun. Like yeah, man, as a kid. Um, and then I also like grew up going to raves because, truthfully, like the reason why I got into raves is just because I didn't want to stop like going out and like yeah. the shows would stop like reggae like most live music stops at like twelve. You know sure. what I mean? So then then the clubs opened, um, and I just got into like staying out right and dude like, I, I can totally relate that was my whole uh, 20s was was tons of raves and i used to do a, a, a lot of that like i ran a sound system with a friend of mine and we put on like free parties and stuff yeah like that. yeah yeah, yeah. so much fun yeah there's um and like there's a big culture thing around it um yep so i grew up like going to raves and there was this club called club cinema which if like you heard about it. it was like a disaster like i was like 14 going in like fake, fake id and stuff right, like that right. and like sometimes it was like a random id and they wouldn't even check and like yeah. they they closed down like um but it was a lot it was a lot of fun like it was like and they had one like every weekend and it was always like just a good party sure. um and back then it wasn't even like it's weird man because like now like so much things are focused on like headliners yeah and back then it was like I didn't know who the headline was. Like right. I didn't like nobody just, really knew. Just like, went and enjoyed it. Yeah, and they had like themed raves. It was like Winter Wonderland, and everyone like dressed up like you know rave outfits and like yeah, man. It was like this new thing for me that I was like, and everyone was just so nice and like. Yeah, you're right about the culture of it as well, it, it, and it's almost like you can get deeper and deeper into it and find out more and more stuff. And and I got to this point with it where. I was just really into the super underground, like the 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 free parties and the warehouse parties and stuff yeah. like that. That yeah. was my whole thing with it. I just loved it, you know. Until I think at a certain point, 
a ser- I think I was searching for something within it that wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, I think I was yeah. searching for some kind of meaning in there. And and eventually it did kind of dawn on me that no it is a part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's very very true because it's like um I I've been both like in the performing side and then like the attendance side. Yeah. And like I've been I remember I was at this one festival and I was like just having a grand old time and like I was just like listening to music and like I wasn't crazy focused on the music. I was just like having fun with my friends. And I was like, it's funny because sometimes like when you're a performer, like you like prepare and like you work really hard towards a set. And then like you go and like there's some people that just like don't give a shit. (laughs) They're there just for the party. And it's like and I've kind of like I've kind of like understood that like I take it a little bit less serious per se as a performer and just like i just go out there and have fun yeah well it's um, very important i think you've got to enjoy, enjoy the yeah, journey exactly. of life you know and um i think i don't know when it was but like one of my friends told me like to just like kind of soak it in a little bit more yeah, man um so i remember like this specific moment i was playing um i opened for or closed for borgor yeah um at uh some place in fort lauderdale i forgot the name of it my i'm blanking I don't worry, but um yeah, it was a good show. There was like a good turnout um and like I was up there just like doing my thing and uh at like one second I just like paused and like just looked at the lights and I was like this is cool. Yeah. And I just like sat there in the moment and I was like this is dope. Like all my friends are here. It was like 30 of my friends there and like Wait, they're all you? wearing like my merch and stuff and like <laughs> That's uh, cool. it was cool and I was like and I was like this is this is like this is a good vibe. Um so like ever since then like when I perform now I'm like I don't take it as seriously. Like I just go out there and I do my thing and I have fun. But well, the preparation the hard work is there. has al- already yeah. been done. Yeah. yeah, the preparation is there. Like I am, um, like I prepare a lot. Like I excellent. I like work. Like on some sets, like I'll spend forty hours like working on like a set to make sure like. Well, that's one of the questions like, that we ask on here is you know do you practice and in turn and and that usually applies to sort of instruments um and, you know in many ways the decks and and um mixing is an instrument in itself yeah, yeah. and there's also all of the you know the the practice there's also all of the work that goes into the production of the song itself so it sounds like you do practice Correct. a great deal yeah yeah i think i mean i think with djing and like electronic dance music like it's two things like you could either be like a really good dj or you can just be a really good producer that just showcases your music yeah and i don't think there's anything wrong with either or like sure if you're a really talented producer and you can go up there and just press play on like something that you've like really produced really well, like that's fine. You know what I mean? And you mix some of the songs and like, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like Uh, if that's what you're going for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's, it's difficult for um, some people to, to understand where the artistry is in that. And the artistry is in the music itself. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do challenge like myself to take it like push, push a little bit harder and take it one step and like try to make a live show like like we were talking about something mm-hmm. that you don't hear but that also comes with like preparation and making like a bunch of live edits you yeah know? and like i recently kind of like have been growing like my live performance to where like i make like four to five different edits of a song and like in that moment i'll decide like which song which edit to play based on like the crowd and like whatever i'm feeling sure that's cool because then you do because then it's like 
and these are never going to be released. Like they're 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 just the live edit yeah. versions. And yeah, totally. Just to match the feel of the room, and yeah, mm-hmm. totally. It's, it's important. You know, we as a as a band, you know, basically do the same thing. You know, we, yeah, we cause we switch our set around depending on what the vibe is. You know, we might play at this speed, might play at that speed, might play at this style or that style, just depending on yeah. the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest, I mean, one of the things that I love when I go see like live music and stuff is when they do like the improv with like the solos and like um you know it kind of goes into direction or like that thing where they start a song a different way and you're like what song is that wait is that the is that uh?" and then they like the lyrics come in you're like oh that's like a new version that they did like i got that idea from seeing like revolution okay and like he had like different ways that he would play feeling all right and like it would be like kind of different you they would be like some like drawn out like intro that you're like He's dancing around like the main melody, and then he comes to that main melody, and you're like, "Oh, like that's it, like that's song. Yeah, that's cool." Yeah, um, you, so you really are a reggae fan, huh? This is quite yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was a reggae kid. Uh, grew up like listening. I still do. Like, I'm actually working with Tyler G. Yeah, you guys, Vibes Arm. Mm-hmm. Um, that last song. Um, we have a couple songs together. Now. I thought that might have been him. Yep. Yeah. 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 He's yo. Shout out Tyler. That man is so good in the studio. Like They're very talented. This very, very yeah. talented. I gotta tell this story. I was in the studio with him one day and I was like, Yo, I feel like we need to add like some piano organs like right on this section to just bring something else interesting in this mix. And he's like, Oh, maybe we can he just like hit record and he like goes up the keyboard and goes like and like all the way down and then goes like and like just does it like perfect first take <laughs> and i'm just like yo and i was like that was exactly like yeah he's cool. tyler is like one of the best people i've been working with and like the first song we wrote together like i played him like three different like reggae beats and then he really liked one and then he just like laid down a guitar riff which was perfect and then he just like laid down another he did like a power chord on that riff which was perfect and then um i like produced it a little bit more and then made like a space for a verse nice he was like all right play it like walked around studio for like 15 minutes and then like had the verse and went in the booth and like killed it like knocked it out just knocked it out and i was like (laughs) yeah because i work you know sometimes doing that many gigs like he does you know like like a lot of us do it just gets you very um able to produce it at a moment's notice yeah Yeah. that's exactly that's exactly what it is and like i've been in rooms with like writers and stuff that sometimes it's like yo like it you got to write a verse like a little bit faster and (laughs) tyler is like just really good and it was it's so easy to it's so nice to work with somebody that like can hear what's wrong yeah like one time we were recording a song and like he was like doing a vocal tone um that was not like pleasant and i was like I think you need to go to like your higher registry, but he didn't, I didn't say that. I just thought it. Yeah. He's like, I don't like this vocal tone. I think I'm going to sing it like this. And then he like did it and it was perfect. Yeah. And cool. it was crazy, man, because like we were talking about like some like soul type stuff and he wrote about it. Like when the, he was the 15 minutes he was walking around, like he wrote about what we were talking about in that moment. And I was oh, like, that's great. that is like where artistry kind of happens and, um, for sure but yeah we got some co- songs like that we're probably going to release oh nice um you were talking yeah, earlier about um 
um, but, but off mic earlier about uh, getting together with uh, artists in kind of these sort of songwriting um, sort of groups at like houses and stuff yeah, like that. So, Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, okay. So um, I learned this, um, well, I got this idea, uh, I think it's important. Um, I'm part of this organization called the Billboard 500 Club. Yeah. Um, and it's like the main guy is this guy named Addis McInnes, who's pretty like well known in the like sync world, music world. Um, and he pretty much like had the idea of getting like a bunch of musicians together and like helping them kind of like get their music to where it's pitchable and like you can get placements and stuff. And he went on a because he signed to Concord, which is like a big publishing like sync people. Yeah. Um, and they did a sync. They do like sync retreats. Yeah. And which pretty much like that was what I was looking for. Retreat. Yeah. Like yeah. they get a bunch of musicians like with labels and and that are signed to them and stuff like top writers and a top liner, a songwriter, like a producer and then an artist typically. Um, and they write a bunch of music for TV and film. So they'll cool. have the briefs. And the cool thing there is they'll have, like, the music supervisors, like, in the rooms that are giving feedback on, like... So what a sync brief is, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it's, like, they pretty much describe a scene that they need a, mo- a song to. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they actually, like, give the scene, like, the actual, like, motion picture of, like, what the scene is, and then you kind of write about whatever it is that they're looking for and they give you like reference tracks i really like it when when i get that kind of a sync brief it makes me it's almost like a relief to not have to come up with the with 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 the what the music has to sound like it's like oh okay so it's got to be this this and this let's go you know yeah yeah yeah. it's actually really fun how is this different than and and i apologize i'm i'm uh, i'm a sync newbie like not you guys so um but how is this different than like a music score to to like a movie or a film or something? It, it sort of isn't in a way. It's just a piece of it, though. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think um, I'm not like crazy. I don't know like crazy knowledge, but I think that there's a score with like the instrumentation, but then the songs, the songs, yeah. the music supervisor, and I think maybe even like the people who are scoring it go and find like actual songs from artists and then they have to pay like the licensing fee and like that's where like you can make like decent money from those sync checks you know like um but yeah i heard about it um in that and i was like why don't i just why don't we just do that with like my producer friends so we did it like maybe like a month ago we rented an airbnb in um like central florida and there was like six of us Six. six or seven of us we had three different workstations in the rooms um, and we just like closed the door and like it was awesome, man, because I'm like a workaholic type yeah. person. Like so like I'm up and like I'm working on music and uh, mm-hmm. I was like a little afraid that people were going to be like just hanging out and like partying and stuff. And like I just wanted to make sure like we all knew we went there to like make music, not to party. Sure. You know, and I didn't have to say anything like everyone was up. And working like how do I get invited to one of these things? I'm so up for it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. we're I want to I want to do we're we're planning on doing another one. Actually, the one that we did, we all made like sample packs, yeah, individually based on like the sounds that we created there, and we're trying to like Sick. sell the sample packs to, in order oh, wow. to like raise. And they do this. So they I also saw this like kid that does this with like hip hop people on Instagram. They do this yeah. with like hip hop stuff. 
But um, I want to do one that's like more focused on um, like musicians. You know, right. it's like just really getting the people together that are like feel would mesh well. Yeah. You know, that's why it's a little bit easier, I would say, like with electronic music, because it's like we all like and it's, it was kind of a specific type of electronic music. Dubstep. You, you know what, though? Even if you did get a whole bunch of different musicians that, that weren't like the same thing, that could end up being a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's I would say like there as long as like there's some sort of direction. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we want to make songs because then like or maybe I don't know the way that we did it there is like. We all knew we were going to this. So these were all dubstep guys. Yeah, these were all producers that produced dubstep. Gotcha. So that's why I was like, we all knew we were going to this. So like we just pulled out like our ideas that we've kind of had been writing. And then like we had like random songs too that we like, like the last night we were just like all like musicked out because we did four days. I think. Yeah. And like the last night we were just like, yo, let's just try to make a song this is why i love like electronic music is like we just try to make a song with like the fa- the sound of the fan sure like humming over there in the corner so like we sampled that and then like we recorded this like chair like s- like yeah. squeaking yeah, yeah, yeah. we're like okay let's, I've done can that we before. make so can we make something from that and like that was the song and it was like yeah just like random ideas but most of it was like people had ideas kind of already written yeah like just the basic raw ideas and then we all kind of contributed and we would get in groups so it was awesome man because it was like we had three different workstations and you just bounce from group to group and like oh, what fun. you would go in there and like be like oh let me add some stuff and then like but whoever song it was would be kind of the dictator and like oh i don't like what you mm, added yeah, like, okay and yeah, it was yeah. no hard feelings like you know what i mean like um, that's really cool man. i think so you've got to know how to play play well with others don't you for that kind of thing yeah you, know? you have to so. you have to like it's like the whole like um i don't know a lot of produ- you, your ego has to stay at the door sure like, you're sure yeah you what know you gonna say that, i have no idea oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like to me it's like i've like for me in a studio setting i only want to work with people that say if i have an idea they say let's try it yeah and like when i'm working with an artist and he has an idea the worst thing you can do is try it and it doesn't sound good. Yeah, exactly. And like you move on. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. 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 It is surprising actually, where like that kind of, that sort of weird ego monster comes out in people you would least expect as well. People yeah. get really butthurt yeah. about stuff, you know? And yeah. it's, but it's, um, I think, I don't know. I feel like I've been doing this for long enough now where I just really, unless it's like, some kind of pet project that has to be exactly a certain thing and I care unbelievably massively about it. I just, you know, want to make music. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I feel like, I feel like when, when uh, James, you and I get together and we write something, I, I feel like that's, there's no egos there. No. Yeah. But yeah, if you come to us with something or I throw some chords at you or whatever, like nobody gets butthurt about anything. We just say like, hey, what about this? What about that? Let's try this. Let's try that. And we generally yeah. try it. And trust and, me, I've and worked with people and, in the past where that is and, not the case. And we've <laughs> tried stuff and we've tried stuff and been like, yeah, let's do this. And then we try it and go, uh, yeah, that doesn't work. I mean, yeah. that's happened too. I mean, yeah. you know. Totally. Yeah, one of the biggest things that I learned this year that I'm like, music, There's this, there's this like, kind of underlying thing of like and i always think this is like so interesting it's like everyone knows like for the most part like everyone can like what you just said like we'll try it and we're all like nah yeah like and there's i've been writing now it's where like 
it's a yes or no binary quick response. Yeah. If I try something and in my gut I say yes, I run with it. Yeah. And if in my gut I say no, I move on. Yeah. Sure. You know, and like when you're it's interesting because sometimes like when you're working with artists like and you're both on like the same page and how how much that like like clicks like especially when you're doing like i find when you're doing vocal comps yeah and you're working with a singer and they do a bunch of different takes like for the most part like like the good takes like we all kind of like agree like that's a good take yeah and it's like and it's almost always like the first or the second one <laughs> yeah and it's like sometimes like the demo vocals sound better than like yeah. when you go in the booth and like i don't know people get like that live recording show yeah. thing, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I've so many times, right? I've done that thing where you you record a vocal take and it's it's like it's it's decent, but then you're like, oh, let's go for a better one. Then you're there for another four hours and it's none of them are even close. Close, you end it. up using the yeah. first one. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it, like I think what's really interesting though about about you know the, the the electronic music and and you know how you guys work as artists and stuff. Um, you know, and we've talked about a little bit about this, not not from the electronic science standpoint, but we've talked a little bit about bands in general. How, you know, it's all, for bands, it's almost as important to be in in a band with people that you respect, people that you get along with, your friends with, people that you gel well with, um, almost as much as being in a band with good musicians. You know, it's it's almost as important. Um, so, but what I find interesting is like you as an electronic artist, like it, it's really kind of just you. Yeah. And then, you know, you're working with this producer or with this with this vocalist or with this, you know, you, so you're working with all these different people. So you almost don't have that opportunity to like with us, you know, we you know, we we Killbillies has been around since the beginning of time. But, you know, the, the version of it right now that we have is is kind of found itself about two and a half years ago, roughly, you know, almost three years yeah. now. Um you know, and it works really well, and it gels real well. And we're all really, you know, good friends. But you almost don't have that luxury. You're yeah, almost yeah. having to navigate those waters of like, Correct. well, yeah. well, yeah. you know. But the flip side of it is, if you find somebody and you're working with them, and you don't necessarily gel with them really well, there's a thousand other people you're going to be working yeah. with in your yeah. career. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I just um, I for me, it's uh, like getting into electronic music. To it felt like a. Uh, like I could do anything, you know, yeah. um, like my, like I got into making dubstep, like now I can make like, I mean, I write like all kinds of music with sure. other people. Like I do R and B, I do hip hop. I do. How like, did you find yourself getting into dubstep? How did that happen? Um, just early scene, rave scenes. Sure. And Skrillex. Um, I'm trying to think on like exactly. Cause originally I, I got into like house music. Yeah. Um, I was saying to you earlier, and I just, um, I would just quickly say, I remember the exact moment that dubstep caught me, and it was, um, I, I was uh, in Manchester, and um, it was real late, and a DJ came in and he played that tune Jehovah by Rusko, and it was when it had just come out, and 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 I was just, I just, I would guess I was just just the right level of like messed up you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just it just hit me and i was like oh my oh my word what is that and 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 uh, you know f- from that moment that specific moment for the next i don't know five years i was like chasing that tune you know yeah, trying to make yeah, something yeah. as good as that yeah no for sure um which call it but i i think i think it was a reggae to be honest it was yeah. like the the swing like yeah. it's 140 and it's like the up chucks yeah and dubstep is the same way with like headbanging it's like you know like it's the same swing yeah um and 
it's funny now because dubstep now it's like going back to its roots oh great so they're playing more like dub like old school like more like just a sub bass yeah. and like some nice drums with like some cool rhythms. Well, that's that you know that's, I, cool. that's the stuff I like. So I'm very glad yeah, to yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not as screechy. I would say stuff. like I mean, there's still a big there's still a big scene. Yeah, and it's weird because it's like it's really like the younger generation per se, and I think it's I think it's like an angst thing. Like yeah, yeah. Like teenagers in like early twenties like want to like rage and like sure like let their emotions out and then like as you get older you like kind of know yourself more and you're like i just want to like vibe yeah that kind of like bro step type stuff yeah exactly like, yeah the, it's basically like dance music's answer to like heavy metal yeah it, it used to yeah. be the, it used to be like the really heavy drum and bass that was that yeah and yeah, then yeah. got took over by dubstep you know yeah by like bro step and all yeah that stuff. yeah but i i would say that um no it's still kind of prevalent but i really like how like 140 which is like more proper dub like yeah. is kind of coming back excellent and it's like there's a lot of guys on like major labels and stuff like that you because, gotta point me towards some stuff to listen to because that's the kind of dub stuff i like yeah like but it truthfully it's like i'll put you on to it truthfully it's like what i found too is like like that style of music is really good for late nights yeah when people aren't like from 1 a.m to like 4 or 5 a.m like it's not super heavy and like, I mean, truthfully, like people are coming down from whatever they're taking. And they sure. don't want to like rage anymore. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's like a really nice vibe, especially like I saw this one artist called Truth at Dance Festopia in uh, Missouri or something, or St. Louis or something like that. And um, it was like outside nighttime, and like he was just playing like vibey like things that you can like just move to but like it's not like screeching super loud yeah um which was it was like his set was so good and Sick. it was just like perfect and like um that kind of stuff is my first uh my first uh real real uh edm experience was i mean you know my wife and i had had heard a lot of stuff in the clubs here locally and stuff and um it was whatever you know whatever local uh local djs and artists yeah. and stuff um you know no no big names or anything like that and you know we'd just go out and dance and just feel the beat and whatever yeah. um and and they were usually pretty crowded places but it was never like some crazy rave or anything like that and uh i don't know what possessed me but one year i'm like we should go to ultra oh and there so, you go. so we went to ultra holy crap that was insane and yeah. i mean uh i think dead mouse was playing yeah, and stuff right. and yeah. i was like holy crap like this is like <laughs> to it, us, this is what it's all about yeah i mean to us we had been all these clubs and stuff but it was like local stuff and small and whatever and we were like yeah this, this is gonna be fun this will be quite this will be, be kind of cool you know <laughs> and then we got there and we were like holy mackerel this is unbelievable did you have a good time oh yeah we had a great time yeah awesome. yeah Dude, yo it's crazy because i don't want to butcher this but i think i think it was jim morrison said in like 1979 that he sees the future of music like it's one man playing machines. Yeah. And, like, that's really what, like, it kind of... And it's crazy because, it. like, like, even, like... Came around, around then. Like, I was talking to, like, Adam, which is, like, really, like, my music mentor, and he's like, yeah, I don't know, I really, like, hear about dubstep. It's not, like, that popular. But it's one of those niche things that, like, 
It is. Like, yeah. there's festivals that, like, yeah. are selling out. Like, all these, like, Okeechobee and EDCs, like, yeah. they're huge. They're mm-hmm. But it's more of, like, a festival circuit type yeah. thing. Um, but they're massive. And it's, like, you know, like, yo, Skrillex sold out Madison Square. Skrillex, Fred again, and Fortet sold out Madison Square Garden in, like, I think it was, like, 20 seconds or something like that. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, and, so like, insane. it is, yeah, I mean. I looked up the record and like Justin Bieber and like <laughs> like did it in like oh. three or something oh. like that. Like, that. <laughs> of course he did. I but, mean, you know. But still, like the fact that Dubstep did that and like granted, like Skrillex hasn't toured in a long time and like he released an album and like, but still, like the fact that like and it was a pop up show. It wasn't like a plan. Like he was like, hey, we're we're playing Madison Square Garden. The marketing was genius too. Like. He started throwing these like random shows in London. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Fred again. He's like, yeah, like kind of blew up in like the EDM scene like really fast. Um, but he was a song. He was a songwriter like for a long time. Like he was writing like Beyonce songs and stuff like that. And like, pretty sure his parents were like in music, so he was always like behind the scenes. But like, I don't know. I saw an interview with him and Zane Lowe, and he said that like one of his friends was like, "You make like really cool music. Maybe you should like." do this artist thing you know and like i think he just had like the connections to kind of blow it up but yeah yeah. granted like him and skrillex like linked up and like they just took over like and to me it was like it was nice to see like them throwing pop-up shows and selling it out in like a few hours absolutely that's what i like about like electronic music and djing is like you could do that, you know, yeah. like with a band, it's hard, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. hard to like, Hey, everyone, like in everyone's lives, like let's throw a show tonight. <laughs> you know, no, totally. There's a lot of freedom and independence involved yeah. in it. Being a DJ, being a producer, it's just you and you can, you know, that's, you can fly around the place. You, it's so much easier to do all that. Kind you of don't thing. have to yeah. rely on, on all these other people. And yeah. it's easy to throw your gear into a, in some sort Correct. of backpack or something and, and jump Correct. on a plane yeah. and go yeah. somewhere yeah. as opposed to, you know, I play a stand up bass. So good luck bringing that on <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the overhead compartment. Hey, you know? <laughs> listen, I think it's probably time we heard some of your music. How does that sound? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, let's do it. Am I doing the right thing by doing this? Blah blah. You know, just just some fear bullshit. One thing about fear, hey, remember this. One thing about fear, fear is not real. That shit ain't real. Um, that shit is an illusion. Uh, I just want to say that real quick because am I doing the right thing by doing this? Blah blah. You know, just you know, that was a big thing I had to deal with. Deal with was a lot of fear.
predict the future in the systems coming The earth was planted to went too far in the fall off Now the earth is round if the shape change again everybody would have started off The average man can prove up most of the things that the Jesus will speak of And still go with search and find out the root of the truth and the seek of And as teaching universities and claim that they're smart and gunning Tell them find the cure when the sneeze and that's when they're known Stop running and the rich gets to stop when they get caught
This episode and our festival are sponsored by Pure Honey magazine, and it is a staple down here. It's been um, just such a resource for South Florida music scene. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Molly? Yes. Back in 2011, they went old school with the physical zine that provides both a service to the South Florida scene and a vehicle for businesses to get their messages out to a growing segment of readers who continue to embrace and admire a retro product. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know if you've ever read Pure Honey magazine. I'm sure you have. They're all over the place and Absolutely. they're really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pure Honey has been has been around for, for quite a while now and it is um, it is an a- absolute resource for um, musicians, for music, um, for shows. Um, they have an amazing online calendar. They have an amazing calendar in the physical magazine. Um, you know, it's just it's just been a, a huge resource for shows and musicians. And um, we are, are very, very fortunate they reached out to us when they saw we were doing our festival for the second time this year. And they reached out to us and, and immediately said, uh, we want a sponsor. How do we get involved? Um, so having having someone like Pure Honey involved in 561 Music Festival is, is absolutely gold to us. Yeah, absolutely. It makes us... Uh feel official so th- right. thank you pure honey we yeah, really so, appreciate yeah, it yeah thank you very much and uh, big props to, to pure honey for uh, for stepping up and sponsoring us this episode and the festival are also sponsored by backsaver chiropractic care and therapy um, these guys are absolutely amazing. Dr. Christopher White over there, um, great, great, great chiropractor, um, amazing just individual, amazing person, huge supporter of the arts and uh, and the local music scene. Um, they were uh, one one of the very few sponsors, one of one of the only almost sponsors that we had for the first festival. Um, yep. When we had the first festival, uh, Dr. Chris White stepped up to the plate and said, "How do I get involved? I'm going to do this. Let's let's do this." And uh, was one of the you know purchased one of the top tier sponsorships that we had for the festival last year. So kind. Yeah. We couldn't have done it without it. It really saved us. So you know, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. And this year, when we announced the festival, um, I don't think I had even finished the announcement that the festival was going to happen. And he was reaching out again. How do I get involved? Let's do this again. And once again, they are our top tier sponsor. So um, you know, thank you very much to uh, to Chris and his whole team over there. Um, if you guys are involved in, in an auto accident or any personal injury issues, um, you have back issues, uh, any anything like that, go see Dr. Chris White. He's he's absolutely amazing uh, and and back saver. Those guys are um, all amazing over there. You know, they they do the massage therapy, they do the adjustments on your back. You know any anything like that. So definitely go check them out and uh, tell them we sent you and tell them thank you for for being huge sponsors of local music. Yeah. Excellent chiropractors and also patrons of the arts. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. 561 Music is sponsored by Handlebars Bar and Grill. We have been sponsored by Handlebars for a long time now. They've been incredibly supportive of the podcast. There's been a lot of changes up there. Now the food is supplied by world-famous McRae's Backyard Barbecue. That's 1977. McRae's Barbecue is fantastic food. The first one I went to was down in Riviera Beach, and it is really some killer barbecue. Uh, so if you're looking for delicious food, somewhere to ride your bike out on a Saturday or Sunday, and uh, delicious beers, then Handlebars has got it all for you. We're so happy to have McRae's involved with the whole thing because they've really upped the game in terms of the food. 
There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month and Handlebars is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Come check out Handlebars in Tequesta just off US1. Hope to see you there. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water and it has been in... Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's a it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It's uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel uh, uh, nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... Uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio-visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. So the last ad that we just listened to was um, an ad for um, one of our sponsors, Live Music Community, which is where we are right now. And um, above all else, it's a music school. And uh, I just wondered if you had any advice for upcoming musicians. Uh, Yeah, um, 
I mean, this isn't an original advice. This is Phineas. Uh, he's a Billy Eilish's brother. He's a pr- producer. Sure. Um, your taste is everything. Like as you grow as a musician, and you learn the rules, and if you're a producer, like you'll learn like the things and. Um, your taste is everything. So the things that you feel that makes you you, like double down on them. Um, and because that's really what's going to distinguish you from the rest. Because there's a lot of people that are doing music and like that make music and stuff. And it's like, you got to be you. And I know that's like so cliche and like to say because like me as an no, artist. It's true, like, though. Yeah, it makes total sense though. I've been trying to find my lane. Um, but it's more of like a thing of all of the people that you kind of like aspire to be like and like put them all together in a pot and like and then find like the thing that you that's what like that's yours you know what i mean i totally agree with that i've you know over the years i've i've when i've been really sort of aspiring to do something in the vein of someone else i haven't you know always had that much luck but when i've just let it be me that's always been the best stuff i've made yeah yeah yeah. and it's like um if you're if you're playing instruments like the certain type of way that you play and like certain type of scales that you kind of gravitate towards and the certain type of sounds that like your pleases your ears just like double down if you're a producer like certain synths that you use um certain mixing styles that you like how you do your mixes and stuff like that um yeah your taste is that's my and i guess one more just like if you think this is your calling like pursue it yeah man yeah, yeah for sure that's some great advice i think yeah i could i agree with it 100 percent be you i i tell it to singers a lot when i'm teaching um people how to sing and i'm like you know you you don't have to do an impersonation of someone else you know just sing it how you sing you know i yeah. say that to people all the time guitar style as well you know find out what is you about the way you play i think it's very important that's great yeah. advice. that's funny man because like of, of all the things you know musically that I do when I sing I do find myself falling into these lanes of like if I especially a cover song that I'm doing or whatever I I without even trying I listen back to it and it like it could be like I don't know like a, a, a song by the police and then I'm like huh it sounded like I was trying to emulate sting yeah <laughs> exactly it's and easy that's to do. not good <laughs> and a lot of kids do that you know, I, it's very rare that you that you're teaching um, a young person who who doesn't do that, you know. And you have I think to it's just too easy to like, especially if, if it's a cover song because it, it already exists and it already sounds a certain way. So you want to, you know, that it sounds good that way. So you yeah. try to emulate that without yeah. even trying to emulate it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, and like it, like me as an audience person going to that five six one music festival, Salmon Sleeps, they sound unique. Yeah, you know, like. And they're not, like, they sound like themselves. And, like, that was the band that, out of everyone, like, you know, shout out them. Like, I was like, yo, they sound cool. I'll I tell agree. you, when we yeah. had them on the uh, on the uh, the show, on the podcast, like, Christina just has such a unique voice. I absolutely yeah. love that girl's voice. Yeah. I, it's, it's, yeah. I like an aura, too. Yeah, she just she just oozes, uh, 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 what, do you, what I'm trying to say here, uh, like, showmanship and everything she <laughs> yeah. just you know she just good save yeah <laughs> yeah showmanship and everything she just she just it comes across as like a like a real star you know yeah like she really yeah. does yeah. yeah exactly you know yeah totally so what i was trying to say earlier i totally agree with that yeah 
Yeah. Um, so uh, you played us a couple of tunes. Could you tell us a little bit about the tunes you played? Yeah. Um, the first one was like this um, edit that uh, from Suicide Boys. Uh, he did like an Instagram live that he was talking about like fear and like overcoming fear. And I feel like that's like a big message that I feel yeah. like overcoming fear. It's like the things that are like great are scary, you know, and it's like you're not going to achieve greatness unless you like you're willing to like overcome that fear i agree with that you you know you're on the right path when you've got butterflies in your stomach about yeah it. exactly <laughs> um and then i did like a vocal edit that i was like make your like when i was playing the song and that was a, what i was saying like about that unique thing like i just played i made like the drop and then i was just listening to it and i was like make your mind up make your make your mind up See through the... Can I curse in here? Yeah. See through the bullshit. See through the bullshit. Make your mind up. Make your make your mind up. And that was like just... Like there wasn't like I was like trying to write something. I was just like listening to it. And I was like, oh, like this is coming to me. And, yeah. Neat. Um, And then the second song and then like um, the second song is like this song that I made. This was really cool because I, I was producing at a friend's house and like we were trying to like write a drop and like I have like ADHD when I'm in studio. So if somebody's like working, like I'll be on my laptop working and then like he was working on something and then I just like made it, made this drop real quick and I played it and he's like, get out of here. And he's like, it was so fire. And I showed some of my friends all, like, these are also unreleased songs too. Oh, cool. Um, probably going to be released sometime soon. Um, and then the third song is with Tyler G, um, um, Fives Farm. Um, and that was actually the first song we wrote together that I was telling you guys early off, off nice. uh, Mike. Yeah, and, cool. um, that song is really cool, man. It's called shine bright. Um, and it's just like about, uh, people like kind of like, you know, trying to like dim your light and stuff. Um, right. and you know, the chorus are like right before it goes like drops. It's like, so go ahead and shine. Yeah, um, that's lovely. But um, yeah, it's something that I've been trying to do more with like electronic music is incorporate more songwriting and like messaging. Yeah, on it. Um, so when I work with like vocalists and stuff, I just try to make sure like what we're saying is like positive stuff. You know, the trap I always fall into when I'm making electronic music is overcomplicating it. Like it, like thinking that the thing that's going to fix it is adding more when it's actually just making the things that are already there better better <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think that's it's funny like uh i think that's just becoming a better producer yeah um you learn that like less is more and they always yeah. say it but like you don't really and i don't think it's like because like the second song i played too like i showed a lot of my friends that and they're like yo that's sick and like it is so simple yeah it's like a kick and snare a hi-hat one bass line and then like a response baseline just doing yeah. like this and they're really really like i made it so fast yeah and um i think that's like you just get better over time i yeah. don't i think sure. making music is like this thing that's like you can't you can't cut corners like it's just yeah. time it's like you do it like you're not wrong there you know it's like i don't know like maybe with sports or something like i don't play a lot of sports so like maybe if you're like a baseball pitcher like if you just pitch a bunch of times like you're just going to get better and you can't necessarily say like, oh, because of like, sometimes like you can say like because of this and this, but like it's just practice and repetition. Yeah, and like, I agreed. I, it, honestly, like this year was the year 
that for me that I like that came into fruition in terms right. of like when I'm writing now, like I don't try as hard, yeah. you know, and it just like comes a little bit more naturally because yeah. nice. just repetition. Right? Yeah. So we took a, a couple of pictures of the live setup that you brought in. Why don't we um, talk about that a little bit? So what yeah. Um, so, I mean, typically I just like DJ with a CDJ um, and a mixer. Um, and um, I mean, really what I want to incorporate more, but I, forgot some chords and stuff is just another midi controller so i can do some more like live synth layouts and stuff okay um but honestly like it's not that complicated sure um i do try to like use a lot of the effects and stuff and mixing um yeah but i think um the big thing with like djing and stuff it's really like stage presence and just knowing what songs work yeah yeah. You know, um, yeah, totally. It's like just the, it's about taste. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really like feeling the vibe. Taste. It's yeah. really like taste and playing songs that when they hit, like everyone is like, "Whoa." Yeah, I've, yeah. And you have it's hard, man, cuz you have to do that with like it's like sounds that people haven't heard before. Yeah. You know, and and being like, "Well, this is a new I yeah. I've never heard anything like this." And just tuning into the into the vibe of the room at the time. You know? Exactly, yeah. 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 So um, we got a picture of your laptop up here as well. What program are you running um, on there? I just run Serato. Yeah. Um, not, not, not too, nothing crazy too complicated. Well, I thought this would be a good opportunity, seeing as the laptop's up there, to kind of segue into um, talking about um, what kind of uh, things you use to make your music. Like, um, are there any apps you can't do without? Any plugins you can't do without? Um. I use Ableton. Yeah. And uh Serum is like my go to right. for like synth design and bass designs, so I definitely couldn't do without Serum. I don't know, man, cuz <laughs> now it's like I'm at a point now where I'm like just trying to challenge myself. So yeah. like some days I'll just try to make things with manipulating samples or like let's make a bass from this chair. Yeah, yeah. You know, um but I would definitely say Serum is definitely my go to and um do you like, use anything outside of the um, computer or are you all in, in boxes? Um, I mean, sometimes we do like guitars and like live yeah. recording. And, I like, guess what I was more sort like of talking about is like um, sort of outboard stuff like compressors, stuff like that. No, that? Um, no. I mean, I honestly, I just can't afford it. Um, <laughs> sure. No, you're <laughs> like, dude, right there with you. There's, yeah. Like, there, there's welcome this, to being a musician. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, we were joking about that earlier, but it's so true. And there's a, there's a ton of stuff that you know, on my on my list that I would just love to get. I want to get an outboard distressor. I want one of those. Yeah, so yeah, bad. yeah. My thing is I want to get the CLB. I think it's like the CLB2 or something. It's like the compressor. Yeah. Um, That I heard is really good. And it's like when you're doing vocal recordings, you're like trying to like match how good like vocal sound with like these hit records and stuff. Tell it's me like, about it. You need a new got, and like an Avalon. Yeah, they like have that. like really good outboard gear. And yeah. it's like, but at the same time, like that just means you have to make the song better because yeah. a good song will sound good. You know, like a good performance. Somebody, a engineer told me once, like a good singer will sound good on anything. Yeah. Know? And if the lyrics are there and like, even like Kodak Black, if you listen to like some of his songs early on that like got him popular, like the mixes are terrible, the vocal recordings are like they are not good. Yeah, you know, compared to like now and stuff. Even like Diplo released a song with Kodak Black. It's like a country song right. that he recorded on his iPhone. 
he recorded the song on his iPhone and Kodak was like drunk or something. And then he like sang like a country song and he recorded it on his iPhone and like made a song from it. And it sounds good. Yeah. You know, like, so to me, it's like we don't have access to the gear, but we have access to like the actual talent behind yeah. the gear. And if yeah. you can just make that outshine the gear, yeah. once the gear comes in, like your stuff is going to be you yeah. know, super nice. Yeah, so. totally. No, I agree with all of that. So what's um, what's next for you, man? Have you got any releases coming out, any shows coming up? Yeah, uh, I'm playing Fort Lauderdale, this thing called Pub Dubs 4-6. Um, that's going to be dope. Uh, I think they're bringing down, I don't I, I don't know if I can honestly announce it, but right. they're bringing down a little bit bigger of an artist, and so oh, nice. there will definitely be a good crowd there. Um, and then uh, I got an EP coming out, in summer um with a smaller dubstep label out of tampa called summon our summon our cool um and uh yeah just definitely i'm gonna be releasing music consistently um throughout the years and stuff well i'm gonna keep my eyes open because um you know i didn't know a huge amount about what you were doing but um definitely like what i hear and the way that you talk about it too you know you're very thoughtful and intelligent and and focused on it which is uh you know that 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 means a lot to me what just knowing that the person behind the music is really thinking about it you know yeah we got to link up on like the sync stuff because you said you mentioned yeah. you have like a group of because i would love to like work with more people and stuff and, for like, sure like i said like i literally make like because that's the thing with the sync world like you have to be able to make all genres like, yeah to where it's like hey i need a song that sounds like a haunted like Billy Eilish type song, and then yeah. like, you have to be able to produce that. You just then... call Billy Eilish and say, "Hey, can we work together?" <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be I mean, nice? One day. <laughs> hey, so... she, uh, she. There was an interview where she was saying, like, she was like, "Yeah, I was just like listening to dubstep in the green room," and she's like, "That shit bangs." She's yeah. like, "It was pretty hard," <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, Billy, shout out dubstep." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. What well, we so got funny. coming up? So we got St. Patrick's Day. About a thousand gigs. Um, yeah. We have, uh, well. Patrick's Day on the 17th, but we're also playing at Paddy Max the day before. Yeah, we're playing at Paddy Max the day before, which by the time you're listening to this will have already happened. Oh, that's true. And then uh, then we're playing on St. Patty's Day on Friday. We're playing all day from noon to midnight on the outside stage in the tent. Yeah, so if you're listening to this on Friday morning, come to Patty Max right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. Come to Patty Max right now. Well, unless unless it's Ricky, then don't come right now because it's probably 7 a.m. and we won't be there. <laughs> well, do and just wait. Pull out a deck chair and yes, just hang out. Yes. It's St. Patty's Day, like, yeah, Friday. Friday, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it's going to get crazy. Well, Patty why Max. would you be? I mean, we know all about it because it's like our. Uh, it's our, yeah, it's our bread and butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. guys probably played. But yeah, we're playing. Yeah, we're, so we're playing on the outside stage. I think Patty Max has a bunch of other artists coming in. I'm playing on the inside stage too. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're playing the outside stage uh, noon to midnight. Yeah, Carl Schmidt, the uh, uh, fiddle player, mm-hmm. and uh, Patty, um, it, he's going to be there. Patty King. It's the fiddle king. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of other really, really good people. A, a girl called Ali Hayes. Yep. Um, from Ireland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and more. I've, yeah. I I booked uh, quite a few 
acts that I think yeah. are really, really great. So nice. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And then you and James are doing uh, Square Grouper on Saturday? That's right, three, yeah, yeah. Three to six? I guess an Irish-themed and I, Square And I'm trying grouper. to figure out how we're uh, managing this, but somehow you guys are playing three to six at Square Grouper, and then we're supposed to be playing seven to 11. <laughs> to yeah, you, basically, we uh, we just got to send you there with yeah, the gear. Yeah, I'm just going to have to set up and wait for you guys to show up. <laughs> okay, basically, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I saw the times, and I was like, well, that's a little tight. Yeah, it's mega <laughs> wait, tight. so you're playing from... What Three to time? six and then seven to 11. That's a lot of time. Yeah, yeah totally. Yep. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Yep. I used to do like five-hour yep. DJ gigs and like those were it's long, intense. Man. It's like long. those are so – like at the end of the night, you know, it's crazy because at the end of the night, I'm still amped. It's so weird for me. Like when I perform, it's like I just get this like energy yeah. afterwards and I'm like it's two o'clock because I remember I used to play like a lot of college fraternities and stuff and like I play from like nine till three in the morning yeah and like i would see the party progress and like everyone like being normal and then like everyone gets super blasted and then like at the end of everyone's like super tired and i would be done and i'm like all right like who's ready to party right. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's man. done <laughs> yeah that's me i finish the show and i'm usually pretty jacked up and then like i'm just amped and like ready to go again and then and then but as soon as i get home I'm oh like, yeah <sighs> i'm yeah. out i I'm wish out. i was man i stay amped up for hours it's it's no. a problem like I'll get home I'll be so because I I do get quite worked up to play just inside you know I get a bit anxious and I get excited and then then you play the gig and you're moving around and get the blood pumping so I get home and I'm like all right uh, which used to be like a real problem because I'd be like right let's go out drinking something like that you know I I don't do that anymore thankfully but well it's funny if I go home if I go home and do Anything other than watch TV. Like if I, you know, sit on my computer and, and, you know, do a little work or something, you know, work on a logo that Justin wants me to work on, um, <laughs> you know, do stuff. If I do any anything like that or, you know, work on some stuff, I could work on the house. Like I, I, anything I go home and do, like if I'm amped up and I'm doing this stuff, I literally will lose track of time and suddenly it's like 5 a.m. The sun's coming yeah. up. Whatever. But but if I go home and sit on the couch for 15 seconds and turn on the TV, that's it. I'm out. out. I don't know why. <laughs> the TV puts me to sleep. And it's sad because I'll sit down and genuinely be like, well, let me catch up on this TV show that I haven't watched in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. I can't watch movies. Like, yeah. Oh, it sucks. It's my Every, wife. If, watching movies with my wife, it, it, she's out in 10 seconds. Yeah, like I literally can't watch movies. Yeah, <laughs> I, when I lay down, I just... I'm blessed because like some people have like it, they have like insomnia. Like I'm out yeah. like a, like a light. I'm like, jealous, man. I That's get home man. and like especially oh man like after a gig like and you played a really good gig and it's like yeah. you're happy and you're like man that was that was great. My soul is like refilled right now. And like you get home and you like put on a movie and then two seconds later I'm out. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then we have some little. I don't know, some tiny little event or something coming up on April 1st. What is it? What is know, it, is it a, some kind of April Fool's joke that you're no, playing? No, no. I think it's some little, I don't know, a little festival or something. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah. 561 Music Fest, Woo! baby. 561 yeah, yeah. Music Fest. Yeah, we're looking forward to so it. So April 1st, if you haven't heard about this, you either live under a rock or you're not listening to the podcast, <laughs> neither of which are good scenarios because rocks hurt and not listening to this podcast is a big no-no. So... <laughs> 
561 Music Festival 2. That's right. We've done this before. We're doing it again. Yeah, baby. 20 bands. Octogato, Tasty Vibrations, Uproot Hootenanny, Jake Walden, Joey Caldereo, Bryce Allen, Libica, Killbillies, The Shake, 1983, Dominic Delaney and the Dead Language, The Buck Stops Here, Rogue Theory, Young Fiction, Hadi, Stumble Steady, Eastway, Andy Styron, Euphobia, and Fox Maple Band. 20 bands for $10, folks. It's Come on, it's better 50 than that. cents a band. Yep. We're starting. We have two stages. We're starting on one stage. As one band is playing, the other one is setting up, so there will never be a silent moment from 12 noon until 11 p.m. And this year, we've got a whole bunch of more uh, sponsors than we had last year. This year, we have Backsavers again, uh, so thanks to them for coming back a second year in a row. We have Oasis Cava Root Bar. Yeah. Correct? Yes. It's Oasis Root, Root Cava, Cava Bar. Bar. I always say that backwards. I have my apologies. Um, but... We have them as a sponsor this year for the festival, and they have actually been sponsoring the uh, podcast for quite a while now, yeah. so we, we thank them uh, immensely for that. Yeah. Uh, Pure Honey Magazine jumped on board this year. Raincat Studios jumped on board. Easy Tees is back again supplying T-shirts for us. Live Music Community, of course, always uh, supporting us in every way they can. Um, Galliano Family Salons now. Uh, James uh, owns Galliano Salon, and he's running our uh, our second stage, all of our sound and everything for yeah. that, so, uh, so he's on board as a sponsor this year. And of course, Matthews Brewery, brewery which uh, is where this is at in Lake Worth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, w- without him uh, supplying a location, then uh, we'd be out of luck. So. Totally. And, and, <laughs> and if you see the flies around town, um, it, it might just be a little confusing because Matthews is on there uh, as, and it doesn't necessarily say it's at Matthews, but it is at Matthews Brewing. So if you, if you want to come down to 561 Music Festival, it's at Matthews Brewery in Lake Worth. Oh, it says it, though. Oh, I know it does. It, it says it I'm all not, over I, everywhere. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not busting <laughs> yeah, your balls about that. your thing. Oh, yeah. I just so, saw the flyer earlier, and it was a bit, a bit hard to see where it was. Yeah, at. no worries, man. It's so it's uh, <laughs> it's t- for those of you that uh, that don't know yet. It is ten dollars in advance uh, or ten dollars at the door. Uh, you can get tickets in advance at five six one Music Fest or five six one Music Festival dot com. If yeah. that's too hard to remember, just go to five six one Music dot com, and there is a festival link in the top right hand corner. You click that, it takes you right to the ticket links. There are still some sponsorship opportunities. If you go to the ticket links, the drop-down menu has your options for tickets, and it also has sponsorship opportunities at different tiers and different levels. You have uh, uh, two choices for tickets if you purchase them in advance. If you purchase them, if you purchase them that at the door, the only option you have is $10 to get in day of show. If you purchase them in advance, you have two options. You have a $10 general admission ticket. You have a $25 general admission plus and what that gets you is a ticket and a t-shirt and so essentially you're saving ten dollars because the t-shirt's going to be twenty five dollars when you get to the show nice um and you give us your size and everything and i'll make sure that that we have one ready for you in your size this year as opposed to trying to like scramble to find the sizes for everybody i love that you called it general admission plus it sounds like an airline thing right it's cool and then we have uh we're gonna have the t-shirts for sale at the festival if you do not get one in advance um we will have t-shirts for sale at the festival um, they will be specific to this year with the bands listed on it, 561 Music uh, Festival 2 on there, the logo, etc. Um, we do have a limited number, and by limited, I mean a very small number of festival T-shirts from last year still left over, um, which we will probably bring with us. And if you uh, did not get a T-shirt last year, um, 
you didn't make it to the festival or you forgot to pick up a t-shirt and you highly regret it, there is still a small chance that we'll have one in your size. You can purchase that and we will probably sell those for less than the $25 ones for this year. It'll be like some sort of discounted or something. Yeah. Um, we're going to have- Even though they're vintage and they should e- be more. They should be three <laughs> times the price. Um, and then when I sign them, they immediately drop in price to $1. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> and then um, we're going to have the 561 Music- living room and we're gonna have all the artists stop by and you and i are going to chat with them for about five minutes in between shows and stuff in between uh, playing and stuff and then we're gonna we're gonna use that to put together a reel for our 100th episode which we we will also be celebrating during the music festival we are celebrating 100 podcast episodes i can't even believe we have gotten this far i know it's so cool and um so next week we're doing two shows um so that we can catch up to the right amount yeah uh, yeah because we had we had a week where the two of us were feeling uh, under the weather and we we skipped a week and so it it put us behind one week and so next week we're doing a bonus episode it'll have octogato on it yeah so we're doing two episodes next week puts us back on track and we will still be hitting our 100th episode the week right right That's after sick. the episode right after the the festival so yeah and we um, had to get octogato on before the festival too yes. it wouldn't have made sense otherwise right 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 no of course and uh yeah man i still can't believe like i it feels it feels like you know last week that you and i were sitting around going we should do a podcast oh you know and yeah. then and then now all of a sudden we're like hey two years Two major fest. I mean, like these are. I consider these major festivals. Twenty bands. That's a big deal, man. Sure. Two years, two major festivals, a bunch of pop up shows, and a hundred episodes later, and holy crap, here we are. <laughs> yeah, man. And you know, I can't can't thank you enough. No, it's I been appreciate a good it, ride. I appreciate, it, man. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. And uh, and yeah, we're really hoping. We've been seeing an increase in ticket sales as we get closer. Um, last year, you know, last year, of course, a lot of people wait till right before the week of etc um and so last year we had a very small amount of tickets that sold prior to the to the event the day before we had a whole bunch of tickets <laughs> sold online and then the day of we sold a ton of tickets yeah. um we had we had a lot we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people last year um so i'm kind of seeing that trend a little bit again this year um but i will say that we are at right now we're at twice the amount of tickets that we had sold at this point last year so i am yeah. seeing some more movement this year it's looking good and if and, you want us to not feel like we're going to have a heart attack please buy yeah. tickets early <laughs> well and this year because we have more sponsors we were able to um and actually i'll backtrack a second you guys have heard us say this a thousand times every episode and and we'll just keep saying it um Ben and I are not doing this to make money. We're not doing this to get rich. We're not doing this to, you know, to line our pockets. We do this because we genuinely believe in the 561 music scene. We genuinely believe on the artists that have been on the podcast. We genuinely believe in the artists that will be on the podcast. We have an amazing, thriving local music artist, uh, original music scene. And we really believe in it, which is why we did the podcast in the first place. Which is why we've been putting our our all our heart and soul and and good hard earned cash into these festivals. Um, why? Because we really believe in you guys, and we feel like you guys need that you know that extra avenue to showcase yourselves and showcase yeah, your yeah, stuff. And, exactly. You know, it gives us all something else yeah. to do other than play and shows all, running. Well, and also because Ben and I are playing every weekend, so it gives us an opportunity to go see 20, <laughs> 20 of you guys at one time. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah let's be selfish about it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that being said, last year we only had a few sponsors. We had a few in-kind sponsors and, and I think one or two monetary sponsors. So, um, you know, last year was a real <laughs> real struggle to make sure. to make ends meet with the uh, with the festival and and not, uh, not you know, not go better. 
belly up and, and bankrupt. But this year, we have sponsors. Uh, we have a lot more sponsors. We had some in-kind sponsors. We had um, just a lot of sponsors that stepped up to the plate. And so this year, we had a little bit of extra, extra, extra money. And uh, and so we've been doing some ad spend and stuff, man. We, we you know, uh, Pure Honey partnered with us, and so we have we have an ad that ran in Pure Honey. Um, we have Pure Honey Magazine is actually putting out a, uh, a festival preview article, which once that posts, we're going to share the crap out of that. Imagine if they just completely, like, just destroyed us. In no, 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 no. Or what if what if they got us confused and it's all about Sunfest? <laughs> they're like, oh, crap, wrong, wrong festival. Uh, no, sure no, they're, do, they're doing an amazing job. Uh, I just sent over all the info that they had asked us for. Um, so they're going to be putting together a, a fantastic um, article as a preview article for the festival. I'm like really excited to see uh, what they come up with for that. Yeah, man. Um, we, uh, we have been running the crap out of social media um, ads and social media posts. Big shout out to Danielle who has been kicking ass posting yeah. daily, every day about the festival. Um, different things, posting about the sponsors, posting little clips on the bands, posting, um, you know, get your tickets, posting volunteer forms, all that stuff. She's just been kicking ass with that. Um, so we've been running social media campaigns as well, paid campaigns on both Facebook and Instagram. Did um, a radio ad? We just, we just locked in a radio ad which is going to run starting Sunday. It's going to run on iHeartMedia and it's running on uh, Real Radio ZZR. Uh, it's running on the Gator. the Gator. It's running on W uh, uh, not WVV. That's the old call letters. Uh, Wild 95.5 and uh, and it's running on WJNO News Radio. So that'll Sick. be running um, you know, periodically throughout the day for the two weeks prior to the event. So starting like Sunday through the Friday right before the event. Uh, so we have radio ads coming. Uh, we have billboards. The billboards was crazy. We, we have okay, three so let me just say something about that, right? I was having a conversation with you. I, I had a little bit of a, th- a thought. I was like, oh, why don't we do billboards? Wouldn't that be cool? And in my head, I was like, yeah, why don't we just buy like a, a, a Learjet? You know, I didn't expect it to happen. And then, and then the next day, and Hector goes, oh, actually, I kind of know someone. So then my ears picked up a little bit. I was like, really? You know, and a couple of days later, Hector's like, well, here's the billboard. We I did s- it. Yeah, I sent you pictures. <laughs> and I, I sent you pictures, and you're like, is that the design? I'm like, no, that's the billboard. <laughs> wow. You're like, crazy. holy crap. <laughs> Where's the billboard at? Uh, we have three of them. We have one that is the digital billboard, so it's the ones that yeah. like rotate with other ads and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they get served up on. Uh, there's one eastbound on 10th Avenue and 95. There's one southbound at Lake Worth Road in 95, and there's one nice. northbound at Lake Worth Road in 95. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's so cool. Awesome. Yeah, nice, so we did, them, we did them down there in that area just because that's where Matthews yeah, is, yeah. and that's where the festival is going to be. I feel um, like I can die happy, and I've been on a billboard. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. So, yeah, billboards. Um, we have, at, like I said, we have the radio ads that are going to be starting, um, which is really fun. I went back and forth with them and got all that copy down and everything, and that was really fun. Like, I'm really excited about all the advertising we're doing this year. So Totally, man. And next year, you know, we'll do another one, and and next year I really want to have some a bit more of a varied sort of bill. You know, get some get some rap artists on there, get some yeah. get get more EDM. Um, in be general, cool. you know, I think it's, it would be important to mix it up a bit more next year. So stay tuned on that one. Yeah, yeah man, definitely. You know? yeah. It'd be cool to have a. Uh like you know, have the two stages with all the bands and stuff, but then have like an EDM tent or something. Like somebody, somebody can just go yeah. chill out of there for a little yeah, bit and listen I'm to saying. some stuff. Yeah, they do. Um, uh, I have some friends that throw events. Um, and silent disco is a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they, that they, they usually they'll have like I one main. Love that they have one main like 
performance area and then they have like a little tent with like a silent disco it's pretty and, fun um, I've, done, I've, I've done it I think the only thing I miss that. with that is the bass you know because you don't yeah, get the yeah, feeling yeah. of the yeah. bass but it is yeah. loads of fun but I, but I love I, I've, 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 my wife and I have done that a few times where we've gone to the silent disco <laughs> stuff and I gotta tell you what I love the most about it is um, when you go and you have options that you have like three or four channels, yeah. you know, that you can yeah. switch to. She's listening to one thing and she's doing her dance, and I'm listening to something else, and I'm doing a completely different dance. And it's yeah. like we look like idiots, but we love it. We have yeah. so much fun doing <laughs> cool. it. It's like a new. I feel like it's like a new thing because, like, well, a lot of festivals now, like they're doing silent. Yeah, discos. I think it's getting. It's been around for a little bit, but it's getting popular. Yeah, it's yeah, getting yeah, popular. Yeah. I think now, the yeah. first time I went to one was around like 2006, 2007 at Glastonbury Festival in England. But um, that was like really early doors, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So 561musicfestival.com, 561musicfest.com. That gets you to your ticket links. Uh, if you uh, if that's too far or too long to remember of a name, you can go to our socials uh, at 561musicpodcast. Um, all of our socials are that. Or you can just go right to the website, 561music.com. 561music.com gets you to Kill Billies. It gets you to the YouTube channel. It gets you to the podcast to listen to it. Um, you can look up all the artists we've had here in the past on there. There's profile pages for every single artist we've ever had on here. All the episodes are on there. All the sponsors are on there. Um, you can go there. There is a link to submit if you'd like to be on the podcast. There's a link to submit. There's a link to donate. There's a link to become a sponsor. Um, there's a link to the festival. You can go straight to the festival page and, and buy tickets or become a sponsor for the festival. And there is a, uh, a volunteer link. There's actually a volunteer tab on there. If you would like to... Um, help us out. We need volunteers for the festival. We had we had a bunch of people that helped us out last year. Um, we're going to need that again this year. Yeah. Um, if uh, Lucas if, helped us out last year, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and it's time. not we're not asking you to come out, you know, and spend. You know, it's a, it's a twelve hour festival, so we're not yeah. we're not asking you to to come out and spend twelve hours, you know, working. Um, there's there's time slots on the volunteer form when you fill out. You give us all your information. You give us your shirt size. You'll get in for free. You'll get a free volunteer shirt that's actually a 561 Music Festival shirt. The only difference is it'll just say volunteer on it, so you get a free T-shirt out of it. And um, all you got to give us is a couple hours. You know, if you yeah. give us like two hours, you can spend the rest of the day at the festival having fun and, you know, and chilling out. And yeah, doing it's totally worth it. Doing it. Yeah. It's totally worth yeah. it. Yeah. So um, we need people. Uh, we need a handful of people for um, uh, tickets and stuff at the doors. And we need some um, – the big thing we need right now is we need parking lot people. There's a lot of businesses around there that we can't block with cars. And so we just need people watching the cars and stuff yeah. for, um, you know, for an hour or two for a shift, if yeah. you will. Um, I've got a guy. But, yeah, so we've got – We've got a good handful of people yeah. already, but it, but we could use a few more. We could yeah, use a totally, few more. Yeah. So, a uh, five six one music fest five six one music festival dot com. Either one gets you to the ticket links, and five six one music dot com gets you yes, to everything. Sir. Well. You are so wonderful at that. I say it every week, but you really are. You kill it. <laughs> and um, thanks so much for coming on. It's yeah, been thanks a pleasure. for uh, having me. Yeah, man, it's yeah. awesome. This is the first podcast I did. Um, I've done so far, so oh, cool. nice, man. I've been looking forward to it for a well, minute. You've cool. really inspired me to go home and make some beats, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like ha having, I'm fantasizing about getting into massive and making some gnarly bass. Oh lines. yeah, massive, <laughs> is, massive is like the bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. All right, wicked. Well, it was a pleasure, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Thanks. Peace out. out. See you later.